0: Welcome to the Run Radio Podcast. My name is Trina Rochelle and my guest today is Pamela Hernandez. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I have known you in the community for a long time. You've got experience as an entrepreneur. Right now, you're with the Better Business Bureau of Springfield. So let's talk about all of that and how you've landed where you're at and your experience as an entrepreneur.
1: Oh, my goodness, So much, so much to cover. Um,
0: yes. <laughs> I'm like, how much time do we have this? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, so much to talk about. Where do you want to start?
0: Well, okay, so I first remember i I remember seeing you like on k y three doing the health spots, cooking up stuff, or showing me stretching exercises. So how did you begin your health journey, I guess?
1: Well, you know, so, so that was, I like to kind of say at this point, my, my previous life, I did have a personal training company called Thrive Personal Fitness. Uh, let's see, for about 11 years, because I I started in 2009 and then closed in 2020. And so that, that's about 11 years, isn't it? If I do my math, um, <laughs> thereabouts. So uh, yeah, no, that was, that was a a business that I had and I loved, I I loved uh, fitness as, as sort of my personal journey, uh, the things that I had learned and sort of wanted to bring that to other people. And I, I did that. It it was great. I enjoyed every second of it until I didn't.
0: Yeah. So here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes that's hard to be like, all right, I'm done with this. Let's put it aside. Did you, was were you great at that point at being done with it, or did you drag along for a while a little more than you should have? You know, I I honestly think I probably
1: there was a little bit of drag. Um, you know, I I you hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Right. You know, the signs of burnout uh, were there, but just didn't really want to acknowledge them. But then, of course, you know, twenty twenty, February March happens, and we're all put a, put on pause, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, now I say that I'm still training people, you know, at that point on zoom, uh, uh-huh. from my dining room, right. Uh, working out with every person, I think I was the only person that lost weight during shelter in place because I was literally yes. working out with every person plus running a lot for my own sanity. And uh-huh. so it was just this constant go, but at the same time, the events weren't there. Uh, you know, all the, uh, the evenings weren't there so much. I was home for dinner and it was really nice and be like, Oh, I remember what this is like, I can't go back to the way it was to that pace. I can't, I can't go back. Uh, I knew I kind of been wanting to do something else, but this, that really accelerated it. So, um, so I closed the business in 2020, but I, I stayed in fitness. I actually went to work for a neurology clinic and their fitness center. They were opening a fitness center and they needed someone to be their fitness director. And I thought, great, here's a chance to keep doing this, this thing that I want, but also expand and learn and maybe have some different hours, maybe having a little bit more space in my personal life. Uh, Unfortunately, that didn't happen quite the way I wanted it to. And it wasn't that it, it wasn't anything that was wrong with the setting. It was more of, I needed, I realized then it wasn't so much about having my own business. I, I was just kind of done with fitness as an industry. I was done with yeah. that piece of it as well. And so that, that I, I sort of say, I retired from fitness in 2022 and then said, okay, now what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> if we're not going to do this thing that we've been doing, you know, for the last, basically at that point, 12 years, what are we going to do? And that's, that's kind of handed up with BBB. Did, did it scare you a little bit? Oh, very much. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it had been such a part of, who, who I, who I was, who I, who I am. And, you know, you, you're like, what, what do you do? Um, Mm -hmm. but I also remember that the business was sort of born thrive personal fitness out of the chaos. Uh, I started in, in 2009, I worked in banking and the banking industry, uh, especially the bigger banks. I worked for one of the biggest banks of America and, uh, (laughs) things were sort of imploding. And again, it was one of those, okay, what do I do moments Uh that led to the birth of, of Thrive Personal Fitness and that creation. So in one way it was a little scary, but then other way, I'm like, you know, I've done this before. Here's Mm. an opportunity. So what, what do I really want to do? What do I really want out of this next chapter? What really matters? What are my core skills? What are the things that are me, no matter, no matter what venue and I found the job that I have now and then absolutely love because it still honors all of those core things about, about teaching and community that have always been so important to me.
0: Going back to when you said banking to fitness now, has fitness always been a part of your life or was there some progression that made you take that turn into like a newfound lifestyle or how did that evolve for you?
1: You know, it wasn't, it wasn't always a part of my life. I wasn't the kid who enjoyed PE or played any sports in high school. It was just something that I came to in my, I would say my mid to late twenties. This sort of felt this need to start taking better care of myself. Um, I'm a type one diabetic and that certainly played into it as well. You know, these, these things were starting to go in a, in a direction I didn't want them to go in. It's like, okay, we're going to have to make some changes. And so that started with those personal changes and that, that was years and an evolution before it was like, Hey, I think I can, I can give something back. I think I can help other people who are wanting to live a healthier, happier life. And that's when I decided along with having to make a pivot, uh, based on the the situation in the banking world. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. So it was really a long evolution.
0: But it's brought, like you said, it's brought you to where you are today and giving back. So explain when someone hears better business bureau, it's kind of like, I, I don't think much more beyond that's where I might go to learn about maybe how another business is doing, but I don't know that everybody really knows exactly what it means. You're right. I, I talk to people all the time
1: who they've heard the name or they've seen the seal, but really don't have any idea what the core mission is or what BBB is about. And really you kind of hit on one aspect of it. It's helping people find businesses, brands, and charities they can trust. So we are a nonprofit. I don't think a lot of people realize that BBB is a nonprofit. They think we're a government agency, but we're a nonprofit funded by member businesses who believe in the mission, who want to support that community of of trust, And we provide a host of free resources for consumers, including being able to look up a business, filing a complaint if you need some help resolving a situation with a business, uh, coming out and doing workshops. I do a lot of, that's a big part of my job is going out and do consumer education and workshops, doing that consumer education with the media. So I'm still showing up on on the television (laughs) stations, just in a little different capacity, um, doing that consumer education talking to businesses about what kind of tools we have available to them. One of the really fun parts of my job is doing ethics education for high school students. So that's a fun thing I do. Uh, We have a talk that I give called Everyday Ethics. And it's really interesting to get in there and get them talking. That's one of those talks where I talk less and try to get them talking more about the different situations and how they might handle it. So, I mean, there's just so much that we can help consumers with and give information. And and so that's what's fun about my job. And that goes back to that core is that I'm out there teaching and communicating and giving, giving back to the
0: community in that way. What do you feel like you teach most to consumers and educate them about?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I feel like a lot of the questions that I get and a lot of the talks that I give are centered around fraud protection and scam awareness that's the climate we live in unfortunately uh, especially you know 2020 again so much of our life moved online and that has opened up some other vulnerabilities when it comes to online shopping and, and how we communicate so answering questions about how to to spot a scam what to do if you've been in you know somehow gotten involved in a scam um, what different types of scams to look out for education and knowing things ahead of time is so important so you don't get involved so i spent a lot of time talking about the fraud protection and and awareness
0: and the scammers are getting smarter and smarter i mean they're coming from everywhere too and as educated and prepared as you think you are i mean not proud to say i've even thought oh this must be legit it's because they mentioned my linkedin profile so you think it's reputable but there's no shame in digging or finding an expert that can help guide you in that process before it's too late.
1: Exactly. And and I, you know, I feel I'm the same way. I I am I don't want to say I'm suspect of everything, but I look at everything a little bit more closely now. Uh, I I'm, I'm always kind of saying everybody to slow down Uh, you know great example is my my mom I help my mom with a lot of things and last year she got a debit card looked like a debit card in the mail from what from her insurance her uh, Medicare plan and I'm like mom don't touch the debit card we don't know if that's really a (laughs) debit card don't do anything we're gonna wait we're gonna call the number on the back of your insurance card and it was legitimate but there's so many things like that, that you just mm-hmm. want to kind of take that extra step. And there, there's absolutely, and I've always said this to people, there's no shame in asking questions. I love it when people ask questions, we should all yeah. be inquisitive and, and just double check to make sure who somebody it says they are, or that the offer is actually what it appears to be. Um, because there's a lot of, a lot of scams out there and a lot going on. So absolutely taking that extra step. Um, And that's why I like being out in the community so much. It gives people a chance to ask me questions. Uh, You know, hey, I ran across something the other day. Let me ask you about this. Or have you seen this? Or have you heard about this? If I'm there and easily available, it just makes it easier for people to ask a
0: question uh, to to someone friendly. For sure. And we do talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and people that have, you know, trying to grow their business. What about that side of things? What what things, a lot of times as a better bu- business bureau, we think, well, we're just, we've got to protect the consumer, but what about protecting the businesses too? What do they need to watch for? And what kind of questions should they be asking? Well, and you, you said it, that's almost a very similar situation.
1: There are scams that target businesses. Uh, there are businesses that get into trouble. I, I recently did an interview, um, a small business in the area their Facebook Got hacked,
0: hmm.
1: and so somebody was putting ads out there in various platforms, pretending to be this business, getting people's information. And they're like, "What? What do we do?" And unfortunately, at that point, the kind of the cat's out of the bag. It's helping businesses understand what to do ahead of time. A lot of small businesses don't think about cybersecurity; they don't necessarily have the tools or resources. So, helping them get connected and like, okay, how do I protect this ahead of time? What are the tools that we can put in place so that our Facebook page is a little more secure, our website is a little more secure, and then at least giving them an outlet. So for example, on every, every business we know about has a BBB business profile. So it doesn't cost a business anything to get their letter grade, to put that consumer uh, information out there because we want the public to have that information, but we could put a note on their profile that says, this business has been hacked. Please be on the lookout for this. Um, so we can provide that information for them while encouraging them to send something out to their email list to let them know what the situation is, to try to get them communicating with consumers as well um, so they can be on the lookout and know that this the account's been compromised and what to look for.
0: What are some other things that you guys do that, you know, wouldn't be the first thing that the public would think about when it comes to Better Business Bureau?
1: Oh, that's a great question. You know, there's so many things that we go and and we do. Um, I think a lot of folks don't think about always going to the Better Business Bureau Mm. to find out what business to use as as elementary as that might seem um, or to leave a review for a a business. We're so used to leaving reviews on other places. We don't think about going to BBB to leave that customer review, but that's such an important part of the BBB business profile so consumers can get a full picture. They can see the, the great experiences that consumers have. They can get the full breadth of what's going on. So I think that's one thing people don't realize is they can go and leave that review. Um, and it's it's like leaving a review anywhere else, you know, one to five stars, and you can put that information in. For business owners, they know when that review is on BBB that it's a, it's a person. We don't take anonymous reviews. Uh, we have some things in place to make sure that it's not some sort of bot. That it's actually a person leaving the review. So that's a that's a plus for business owners.
0: When going back to when you said you were talking to the younger folks in in schools and whatnot, what are what are their thoughts on businesses? And are are they excited about being young entrepreneurs and learning all that kind of stuff? Or what's kind of the temperature on uh, kids today? Oh my goodness, I learned so much <laughs> when I go into the classrooms and it really
1: varies because I've, I've been all over. My, my, my area is all of Southwest Missouri. So I'm, I'm in classrooms all over. And it's really interesting um, to kind of hear them first just kind of puzzle through some of these ethical dilemmas that I throw out. Like one of the first mm-hmm. ones we talk about is being an influencer.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that seems a very
1: popular <laughs> career choice uh-huh. for a lot of young folks. And so we talk about okay you know you're an influencer and someone offers you a large amount of money for a product you'd never use would you do it and listening to them kind of talk through one just understanding what that can mean to their personal brand
0: Mm -hmm. i mean when i was in
1: we we didn't talk about personal brands when (laughs) i was in high school college um that wasn't that wasn't a thing to even worry about but listening them talking through what that could mean will it hurt somebody That's a lot of money that'll pay for college. You know, watching them talk through that, it's actually encouraging uh, because they are thinking through those things and they are making choices that make me think, okay, the kids are going to be okay. Like, this is fine. Um, A lot of them are very excited to start their own businesses. Most of them are online businesses. Um, But I was talking to one teacher who had an entrepreneurial type of class And it was interesting she said a lot of them wanted to be realtors and i was like well that's an interesting choice uh i I don't know if it's the schedule i don't know if it's the amount of money that they think they can make but that seems to be a very popular choice for those high school students uh last, last spring when i was in the classroom but it is interesting to kind of listen to how they navigate the world and think about these things a lot differently than uh than i did at that time yeah
0: That's interesting. That's very, that's cool that you get to have an impact and start those conversations because they are important. You've got to start thinking about those things before you have to think about those things and you don't have any other perspective. Right. Absolutely. And then that's
1: my hope is going out and talking to the high school students you know, they may they may take one thing, or they may not think about it again for another year. But when that moment happens, they're going to be like, "Oh, okay, we we talked about, you know, ethical decision making. We talked about the impacts to not just myself. We talked about, you know, um, we're all connected. That's one of the things I always try to to emphasize. You know, we think it's not going to hurt anybody, uh, nobody's going to know. But how connected we are as as a community, as a society." Just because you think it's, you know, it's just
0: one little thing, it we are all connected. So hopefully that will stick with them. I'm sure it will. When you were talking about, um, you know, 2020 and how much there was an influx of online businesses and that the younger folks are talking about online businesses, have have has the Better Business Bureau seen a lot more of those, or is it kind of spread out amongst? Other brick and mortar businesses. What are you seeing most come through there, and and that need the help? You know, that's an interesting question. As
1: as far as businesses go, I don't necessarily think from a a mix we've seen a, a huge uh, shift one way or the other as far as the types of businesses. But again, we go back to how people are. Mm, excuse me, make it some water. Mm-hmm. How people are engaging. So for example, we have something called BBB Scam Tracker. And that's where consumers can report if they've been involved in a scam or if you think you're, someone's trying to get you involved in a scam, you can look up a web address or a, a phone number or name of business and you can see what other consumers have reported and what's out there. So we take that data every year and issue a report. And so for 2022, for the first time ever, 18 to 24 year olds are the most at risk of being scammed really? and that's a large re I know that's really hard wow, to believe but uh-huh. we were all kind of shocked because we we tend to think the the, the older adults mm-hmm. um, are, are more at risk but that demographic it's all shifting and it's driven by online activity so one it's online purchases so that obviously we all started doing a lot more online shopping in 2020 and folks who are I mean, that's kind of all they've known, right? Extremely digital native, that's very normal. Lots of social media influencers, uh, you know, ads to click on, all of those things. But the second driver, and this really does come from 2020, is employment and employment scams and people looking for work from home, Mm -hmm. uh, everything being done online. You know, you have that online interview, You, you do an interview through Teams or through Zoom, and next thing you know, someone's sending you this check to set up your home office with funds that they don't really exist. You're not going to find that out till you think it's cleared the bank, but it comes back and the bank's asking you for that money. So it's really been driven. That's, that's where we're really seeing the impact. And it's it's folks, again, 18 to
0: 24
1: are the most at risk now, which is a huge shift.
0: Yeah. That is really interesting. And that it's, it's scary, but again, like you said, I mean, it's so easy to fall for without thinking, but I like your advice, slow down (laughs) to slow down, take a beat and call that number, sign onto your website, ask questions, anything else that people can be doing to make sure they're protecting themselves. If they're questioning anything that might, you know, I think,
1: I think those are the most important parts. Just take a minute to do your research. You know, you talked about, um, you know, things coming from LinkedIn. Well, go and and look and see. Are other people reporting this strange thing coming from LinkedIn? Um, You know, scammers can scrape your information off LinkedIn. You might apply for one job, but get a a notice uh, that you were approved for another job that you didn't Mm -hmm. apply for. So really just taking time to do your research. If it's a company that is well-known, what are their hiring practices? You know, a lot of companies are starting to do that, which is a great thing. This is what our normal hiring practice looks like, right? So that you can be aware and that you can understand, hey, does this make sense? Does this not make sense?
0: A lot of the scammers, they're, they're quick to go, oh, hey, let's go ahead and jump on a call or whatever and not give you any supervisor's name or anything like that. So... Just because it's online and might seem new and ahead of the way we used to do it doesn't mean it's solid and, 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 uh, scam proof at all. <laughs> exactly. So slowing down, doing your
1: research, asking questions. We,
0: we get excited.
1: We want that great job opportunity, that great deal, yeah. but just take, just taking a minute.
0: Well, what t- can we as a community be doing for you, for the better, better business Bureau? Oh, well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think
1: just engaging and asking questions of me, we're going to try to start doing more events for the business community. I'm really excited. I've, I, I've only been in this role since October. So, you know, with any new role, any new business, it takes you some time to figure out what you're doing and then you can start thinking future forward. Right. And of course we keep going back to 2020, but a lot of how we did things changed. you know, a Mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of gatherings and things weren't happening in person and we, we've we only, I would say since maybe last year, really gotten back into the swing of going to networking events and luncheons and all of those things. So now that I sort of have a better sense of maybe what the community wants, what the business community wants, is doing some more events geared towards the business community. So we're going to do our first BBB Coffee Connections coming up at the end of July. Um, And that's for anybody, our accredited businesses, but just anybody that has BBB questions about services, about what we do can come. It's a kind of a come and go thing. And just, just ask those questions. So getting engaged in those things, um, sharing what we're doing. I always try to post, not just the scam stuff, but the information like threads came out. That came out recently. And I'm like, great. Here's a really good time to review your social media policy at your company, you know, or yes, do you have a social media policy yeah, at your right. <laughs> So those types of tips, you know, if you, you know, people can share those, the more we can share and get that information out, the better. So sharing information about events, coming out and asking questions, sharing those posts on LinkedIn, um, and just getting people talking and thinking about those things.
0: That sounds great. All right, where can people go to make sure they're following and keeping up and can learn about these Coffee Connections? Okay, so the best place to go to learn about events is the standby Facebook. Um,
1: So we are BBB Springfield uh, on Facebook. So you can go search for that. I'm on LinkedIn, Pamela Hernandez. I also post things there and a lot of business-related content. So again, your social media policy or if we're seeing scammer information come in, I try to post all of those events out there as well. So those are good places. And then if you just need any of the resources, bbb.org, best place to go for any of the resources or tools to look things up, look for a business, look for charity, whatever it is you're looking for uh, to, to just sort of do your, your daily things.
0: That is fantastic. Thank you so much. I hope you'll come back as these events start coming up and we'll get the word out about it. And I appreciate your time so much. Oh, thank you. I would love to come back. Thank you very much. Sounds great. Thank you so much.